you know what's even more ironic about all that is that I don't drink beer and I don't watch that much TV, which is really, really weird. Anyway, never mind. How's everybody doing, guys? Hope everybody is doing well. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 3 of the 90s Podcast right here in the Because Maybe Network. I am joined once again by Greg Gregory. Greg, how are you, brother? Hey, good. Good to be back. Oh, man. It's um, the fact that... It's taken us this long to get this done is is one thing, but trying to come up with these jokes is another thing. So, um, yeah, so I want to thank everybody who has tuned in, uh, downloaded, listened to everything that we've done over the last couple of weeks. I really do appreciate it. It does make me feel a heck of a lot better about uh, what's been going on. Um, as of recording right now, I have a ton of material waiting to go through all of our... Um, endeavors, shall we say. And, you know, I'm doing really, really, really good about trying to get everything out there on time. So uh, thank you guys for bearing with me. I know it's been a long wait, but hopefully the wait has been worth it. So, man, what have you been up to these last couple of weeks? Uh, you know, people ask me that normally. I, my automatic response is that I'm, I've just been chilling, but uh, I really haven't. I've actually been extremely, extremely busy. Uh, between uh, my normal job um, as an audio producer, editor, um, was also did some freelance work scoring a film Ooh, um, nice. called New Eyes, a uh, short film. Uh, I think it was maybe 10 minutes long. Um, I actually um, mixed, mastered, produced, and engineered. Um, did everything except write, basically. Um, Ron Hewitt uh, came into my studio and uh, we cut that album. Um, I've been playing shows with the holodecks a lot. Been doing that. Um, I just been busy being a dad and just kind of like doing the like rock and roll thing at night and the dad thing during the day and the worker thing during the day. So yeah, I've just, I've been super busy big time. I haven't really had a real day off in a while. I've got one coming up, I think Sunday and I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> right. I know, I know about not having these days off, man. Summer is almost over from where we are right now and I cannot wait for the kids to go back to school. Yeah. I really can. I'm not looking forward to the school zones coming back to be quite uh-huh. honest. Cause that's kind of a, uh, yeah, I mean, I know it's, it's, you know, we need them and it's, for the better and stuff but at the same time it's nice to be able to just do a solid 35 right down the road to um, my k- kids daycare and not have to <laughs> yield for the school zone not feel guilty that i might you know <laughs> well you do like somebody or something i guarantee you there is somebody who drives through that thing about 40 mile an hour every day to get their little angel off to school you know with coffee in one hand cell phone in the other and yeah smoking a cigarette reading a paper yeah i've mm-hmm. seen all kinds of shenanigans on that um on that side of the road so yeah i mean i wouldn't doubt it but it's, it's sad, but yeah. So I guess we could just go ahead and put a quick PSA out. You know, August is coming. That means school zones are going to be popping back up. So y'all keep an eye out for those. Yes. And remember, if you hit a child, it's a hundred points. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. I'm no, just kidding. G- the general rule of thumb was like, you know, as a joke, um, was however swift they were, they were more, they were worth more points. Yeah. Cause you know, the, the, the nippier they are, the, uh, the harder they are to hit. Yeah. Cause uh, I mean, if it's an old lady, like with a walker, like, okay, you're going to get like five points for that. <laughs> but say it's like a really skinny, short man on a very fast motorcycle. Oh yeah. That's, that's like a, a thousand points. That's a thousand points. Easy, yeah. easy. And you but know I'll, I'll joke inside. Don't hit people with your car. Yeah. Don't hit people with your car. And if you do hit people with your car, Make it look like an accident, okay? Just, you know, don't blame us, okay? <laughs> no, um, because maybe podcast is not responsible for any accidents occurred by the commentary you have listened to in the show. 
Correct. No, um, we. Uh, <laughs> no. One of the, one of the things that one of the things that I've been doing around here the last uh, the last little while is I've been trying to get this. I mean, look, I've been in this this in my studio since uh, October, right? And I so far have gotten my desk built. I've gotten my equipment set up, and like everything else, I haven't done. Like everything that I need to do with this table right here, right, that, we, that we're recording on right now is in the wrong position for a start, right? I've got a whole pile of boxes against the wall, so it's blocking my treatment <laughs> that I need. It's just... Yeah, I mean, it, it works for now, so, I mean, I guess I guess that's that's the most important thing, but, yeah, I mean, every studio that is being, you know, built by one person from the ground up is always going to take time. I mean, I've probably put 60 or 70 hours into mine, and it's still not done. Oh, no, this... I mean, it, I, oh, yeah, I had a bunch of sound tiles I did that I didn't... Um, glue correctly oh i hit it that that just fell off i had a there was a big bass drop during something i was mixing Mm. and i looked i saw something move my peripheral i look over and there's just this bare spot on the wall where a sound (laughs) tile was i was like oh perfect um (laughs) the now for for our old company where the uh we used to work for in the old building that we had uh they entrusted me to put up the um the uh treatment in my office and it was the jankiest thing that you ever saw in your life. Now, the, the, I disagree. I thought it looked good. Oh no, I'm not talking about the one. The, not talking about the one that I actually did in the office that you ended up being in. I'm talking about like the building before that. Oh, okay. It was the um, it was the the the, the 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 actual you know the 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 form stuff, not the wooden boards that we had, right? And this stuff was so bad that I didn't even put enough glue on there that they started falling off the next. day. <laughs> yeah, I've I've learned I've learned a lot about like I'm 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 more of a um I know how to use um audio recording software and how to record um you know setting setting up a studio from the ground up was kind of a new endeavor for me. So yeah, I've definitely learned a lot and um I I'm going to continue to research and try different things and etc. I've got some different paneling I'm looking at that's actually a little bit decorative because I'm going to have people in there and stuff so well, the thing Maybe is, go that way. Who knows? Thing is, I don't do DIY. I call a guy because I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the kind of person if I was to do home improvements, my house would go down in value. Yeah. Well, I, anything, and I'm talking about just like hanging a monitor mount on the wall or running a cable here. Or, <laughs> uh, uh, if I go to like hang lights or add wall plates or something, yeah, I'm going to be calling a professional for that. No worries. No, that's that's <laughs> that, that, yeah, because yeah, I I have you know that that's one of the things, right? And I, I'm going to go on a slight rant for a minute. I apologize. You know, you hear all these things about uh, people say, "Oh, millennials these days," which translates to people under forty, by the way, basically between twenty. And forty or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't know how to sew a button. They don't know how to cook. They don't know how to do DIY. Yeah, we don't. Why didn't you teach us? Oh, yeah, that was your oh, responsibility. Okay, yeah, uh huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Just, just, just you know, mock us if you dare, but don't call us when the modem goes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. Uh- <laughs> or when you get, uh, you drain your entire retirement account to some um, Arabian prince who was really nice. Yeah, you know, especially that nice Nigerian who uh, wants you to send over his lottery winnings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I talked to I talked to a lady in line the other day at um. At uh, the grocery store, she was complaining about the um, the self checkouts, how they were, you know, well, if I'm going to use those, you're going to have to pay me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I tried to explain to her like the positive impact that 
that technology would have on our uh, uh, local gov you know local economy you know because it takes technicians to install yeah. it to build the software to design the software to update it to inst you know to maintain it to calibrate it to you know i mean you're talking dozens of jobs per her checkout thing yeah and she was like well blah 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 and she just wasn't listening to what i was saying and, and i was like okay so let me ask you this do you use atm do you use the drive-thru at mcdonald's because that's pretty much like saying you're going to put a banker out of job if you get your cash out of the atm machine thank you well, it's no different you know what i mean it's I, it's technology people I mean, you know it's it's here whether you like it or not use it or just be quiet. I think, I think this, <laughs> right. The self checkout thing bothers me the most. It's because right, and I can I I I can say this with without, you know, I used to you know I used to work bagging groceries. I used to work at a grocery store. I know how that is. Yeah, it's it's not a hard job, but it's not an easy job either, right? Uh, a lot of people say, "Oh, you're just stacking shelves." Well, that that takes its toll. After it's a while. physically demanding, and right. and you have to deal with people too, and they're yeah. all up in your biz. And you know, I, I've had some friends who stock shelves like to get through college and stuff, and work cash registers, and they, I've heard all kinds of nightmare oh, yeah. stories, dude. But um, the reason why people hate self checkouts, right, has got nothing to do with the you know mysterious remove item from bagging area or anything like that. It's because they think that uh, it's because they think that doing something like that is beneath them. I could see that. I mean, I don't know. I think it has its place. Yeah. Like, if I'm going in to grab, like, two cases of water and, like, a Snickers bar... You don't need to tie up a I don't, I don't need to go to see Gertrude in lane four for that. I can swipe one of those things, hit quantity two, skip bagging, swipe the other thing, and stick a 20 in there and jam the change in my pocket and walk out of there in under 30 seconds. Well, not, ju not just <laughs> I mean, that too, right? The, the, yeah. the other side of the coin is the person who goes to the self-checkout with two grocery carts full of food. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I'd hate to, like, I mean, limit anyone's freedom by telling them that no, they, no, no, they no. can't do that. But at the same time, it just makes more sense to, like, have that be, like, yeah. you know, a small to medium type transaction. I don't know. It's common sense. And unfortunately, common sense is not that common. Um, but, but anyways, it was hilarious. I love I love running into Luddites and, you know, them them complaining about stuff that's just a part of the inner workings of our society now. Um, you know, it's they were they, I, mean, I found an article where there was um, people in the 1920s complaining about paper. <laughs> because they, these kids, they don't know how to properly clean a slate. They don't know how to do arithmetic on a chalkboard. They, they're stuck with this silly paper, and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially that's what they were saying. It was, see, wow. See, yeah. I want to find all of my old math teachers and yell at them, because uh, what, what were we all told? You won't have a calculator in your pocket growing up. <laughs> oh, well, well, they're partly right, though, because I don't. I have a supercomputer. Yeah, I mean, I have a home personal IBM computer in my pocket. I have something in my pocket that is um, faster and has more memory than the first um, uh, spaceship that went to the moon. I could make a lewd <laughs> joke there, but I'm not going to. It's crazy. <laughs> now, I'm going to do something that we <laughs> never do on this show, right? Okay. Very, very briefly. And um, I'm going to go slightly political for right. a moment. Okay. And um, I want to say a big congratulations to Britain's new Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. Because he has been the first politician to unite liberals and conservatives in the United Kingdom by pointing out what an idiotic <laughs> he is. <laughs> wow. I mean, 
I've I, like I've got I've got family who are hardcore conservative. I've got friends who are hardcore liberal, and and everything in between. And the unanimous decision is, oh my god, we've just elected a monkey in a wig as prime minister. I saw a photo of him playing uh, guitar on the wrong side of the capo. Is that is that a legit thing? That's a legitimate photo. Wow. I mean, and he's and, and the funniest thing about that is he's doing a legitimate G chord, like it's an yeah, actual it's, chord. It, but there's like a capo is like three frets above it. <laughs> so for all you non-guitar players out there, that basically equals no, no. well, n- not not that chord. It's like it's like not no sound, but not that chord. It's the equivalent of talking on your phone to get out of an awkward situation when there's nobody on the other line and then somebody calls you. There you go. <laughs> or um, walking up to a microphone and then taking the microphone off the stand, putting it on a uh, stool and talking into the microphone stand. <laughs> yeah, I've seen know. that before. Yeah, you've seen that one? Yeah, this is really, really pretty lady. And she just, she, she walked up, she's like, she starts talking to the microphone and she just sets it down and grabs a stand and just like gets really, really personal with it. <laughs> It's so funny. So, uh, good luck to everybody back home. You guys are going to need it. Um, and that's that's as far political as I'm going in this podcast. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it is nice to see somebody bringing conservatives and liberals together. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys. So, before we jump into The Simpsons, if you guys are on social media, check out Because Maybe Network on Facebook. Go to YouTube, bit.ly slash bmnetwork-youtube. If you're on Twitter, look up underscore Because Maybe. And, of course, this podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. And hopefully in the next couple of months, we are going to branch out but right now i'll be completely honest that's a lot of work that i really 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 don't want to do and guys also if you were on facebook uh check out the holodecks on facebook check out the holodecks on twitter and go to the holodecks.com that's where you'll find greg and uh the other guys whose names escape me right this second because dexter ben adam that's right my brain is just all over the place right now uh <laughs> but this way you find information <laughs> on what the guys are doing over the next couple of weeks and over the next couple of months and if you haven't if you're in this area of the world or any area of the world where they perform and you haven't seen them go watch them it's a damn good show so we're gonna go ahead and get into the simpsons but um i have a gentleman wants to sell everybody razor blades hello i'm broken glass founder and ceo mike smith and i recently created broken glass razors i noticed that all the name brands of the store could cost upwards of 40 dollars or more for a couple of razor blades Well, the men of the world do not need these fancy six-bladed razors when you can have a box of our broken glass razors. Here's how they work. Every week, we will send you a box of our cheap disposable razors. We will send you 200 razors throughout the year and charge you $15 per month. With our patented blunt cut, you can cut your face to pieces, scarring it up, making sure that in the future, hair will not grow. These babies will slice, dice, and scar you for life. With our patented blunt technology, hair will clog immediately, promoting discomfort. And of course, ladies, we know you need attention too. That's why we have our special ladies range. That's right, darling, for $20 per month, you could get a slightly blunter razor in pink for your dainty feminine hands. Use the code I'd rather shave with glass at the checkout for a free bottle of rubbing alcohol to make shaving an even more painful experience. Broken glass razors. Because precision comfort razors are for p***s. Cultural Impact Yeah, so basically Larry the Cable Guy is like the Guy Fieri of comedy. (laughs) 
<laughs> in a nutshell. Uh, w- welcome to Flav. Well, no, not even Flavor Country. I mean, <laughs> Flavor Town. Flavor Town. There you go. Okay. No. Um. L- just before we get into the Simpsons, right? We want a brief segue this this one for just a second, right? And one of the things that the Simpsons did a lot of was parodies and stuff like that, right? But it didn't base its entire career off parodies. Why is it? Do people in the South still like and tolerate Larry the freaking Cable Guy? I, I don't know. I I'm, I guess because he's relatable to a lot of them, and um, he's I don't know topical. So I mean, I mean, it, he is basically a complete parody of the uncouth Southern redneck, right? And people don't even lap him up. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't know. Like it. I, I guess it's just because he he like tapped into that representation of like what they think uh, like a homegrown Southern man is. I bet half yeah. the people who, who are fighting his don't realize he's from Nebraska and he's taking the. Huh. I mean, this. That's I heard he wasn't from the South, but I thought it was like I thought he was like a true Yankee, like he was from like New York or Maine or something. <laughs> well, the funniest thing about it is, you know, one of the reasons a lot of British folks hate James Colden is because he played a working class dude in a way that was similar to Larry the Cable Guy. It was a complete parody and blah, 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 blah. And whereas Larry gets away with it. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Anyway. It's uh, really clever marketing. I get. I mean, anytime you see a... When you see something bad that is heralded well, that sells well, or etc., it's simply because it was marketed very well. I mean, look at a lot of the pop stars right now. Oh, yeah. There's a few of them with talent. I mean, I'll admit that, but there's a lot of them... You know that I'm not going to go into like names, but a lot of them, man, it's just like overproduced garbage. You know, so I mean, future and pitbull. If you look good and and you got a good marketing team, man, you can go you can go a lot of places. I mean, um, I I, I know um, we've worked with some people that have made you know made us look real good. So I know it's possible. <laughs> you know, is pitbull this generation's Faith Evans? <laughs> Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't really know a whole lot about him other than that. Um, he's. He, it's always sunny inside wherever he is. So yeah, well, it's he's always it, got sunglasses on. I guess his nickname is Featuring. Um, okay. <laughs> right. So, all right, let's go back into the Simpsons. Uh, um, the Simpsons. Oh, um, okay. So the last couple of weeks we've been talking about. Uh, me and Luke last week spoke about what, some of the great shows. Me and me and you spoke last week. Uh, the week before that about uh, the, the the nuts and bolts of what's going on. Real quick before we get into this, give me some of your favorite Simpsons episodes, just uh, off the top of your head. The the first uh, Treehouse of Horror. Oh, yeah. It was just because it was just, you know, it was already a great show, but then to see, like, a really amped up, like, special version that was actually, you know, a couple mini episodes was really, really cool. It kind of creeped me out, too. I was... I was pretty young though, but um, also I'm not sure which what the name of it is, but it's uh, it was I think it was season one or two, the one where um, Bart was hanging out with all the bullies and they were talking about they were looking up the clouds, talking about cutting the head off of the statue. Yeah, and he went ahead and did it, and I and I don't know why I always remember it, but I remember when Bart came up to him and it was like he shows him the head. He's like, "Hey, I cut the, the head off the statue," and Nelson's like, "He's like, what are you doing, man?" That was just cloud talk. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original locker room talk. Yeah, they <laughs> grabbed by the hexo. Hey, um, uh, <laughs> so uh, let's carry on with 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 some of the uh, with with more in depth about the show itself. Um, okay, so the first like half season, the first 
half of the first season, right, was not necessarily geared towards kids, but definitely trying to get a younger demographic. And sure. Well, I mean, at, back then, a cartoon kind of had to rely on that demographic because at, at that point, we hadn't really bridged the gap between cartoons and cartoons being something that adults would actively seek out and watch. There was, like, really no mainstream adult themed cartoons yet like family guy futurama blah 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 blah. all those yeah the only ones that were the only things that were out were like feature length um uh stoner movies yeah but i mean you didn't have south park you didn't have all these other things that that kind of came off of the heels of a lot of what you saw in the simpsons so as i think i think that was probably a smart move as they as they moved forward they realized that their audience was a going to get older and B, they had to, if they wanted to appeal to a wider audience, they had to break the mold of a traditional cartoon, which is normally targeting kids like, you know, 15 or younger. Yeah, and I think, you know, like I said, because Bart was, Bart and Lisa were the focus of the first half of the season, you had bullying, peer pressure, vandalism, school, you know, um, just uh, general... Grades? There's grades, another, yeah. There's another one where Bart, like, almost doesn't pass the third grade. And he prays for like a, a, a winter storm or something like that. So, and then something happens. Like he's talking to his teacher, and he starts sobbing because she said because he said uh, that he failed, and he blurted out some comment about he must have known how blah blah blah. This fails. certain general felt at this one battle, and she was like, "Oh, well, that was actually a you know a, a extra, thing on, extra credit question." Yeah, it was like a note on the test that you, that you know gave you like an extra point, and now you have a uh, like a. Sixty percent, and that's a pass. Like he, he, he was proud of that D minus. Put it on the fridge. Yeah, exactly. Um, he but, like put it over all the A's, <laughs> right? But it wasn't done in like a kid way, you know, in the sense of a PSA type thing. It was just done like you know, I guess like a familiar moral, like um, kind yeah, of, kind of coming off the heels a little bit of the Peanuts cartoons, yeah, because they they were wholesome, they were family oriented, but the morals and the lessons were kind of aimed at a younger crowd, definitely, like um. Don't forget to tie your shoes before you go outside, Billy. Like, it was just stuff, just, <laughs> right. you know, just really wholesome. And I think they kind of tackled some more provocative issues, some more vague and than others. But, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely created a, a pathway for a lot of other people. And I think once that well ran dry pretty quickly, yeah. they started moving to, you know, more adult themes. Because, that, like, that first season, that first half is definitely dominated by Bart and Lisa, but then you have episodes that they do the family therapy with the shock therapy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right about that, and I think we've spoken about this um, off, off of a recording before, um, about how the, the, the emphasis of the, the show shifted from... It started specifically on the family, a la The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, specifically the kids, uh, Bart and Lisa... And then it kind of shifted outward to the parents. And then by season two or three, you actually saw a shift to the entire city because they realized that they had these other characters that they could utilize, like Chief Quimby and Ralph and uh, Flanders and um, the Otto and all these great, really, really... They had these talented voice actors. They might as well, like, use, you know... Make, use them that full potential. Not, yeah, exactly, and um, it gives you more to talk about if you talk about the whole city, so it seemed like they did kind of, like, inevitably have to do that. And I think not just not just the inevitability of doing it as well is, as, as you said, all the characters were great in their own way, and especially and the supporting cast definitely, you know... I'm supposed to say this. Very few shows had a rich supporting cast like The Simpsons did. And... 
it's you said it yourself it was a, it'd be a shame not to use them i think that's one of the re, that's one of the things south park eventually got right you know they had all these extra characters you know i mean what randy marsh didn't say any words until like what 2004 2005 and now he's one of the breakout characters yeah you know? he's to me he's one of the best characters of all time um it's just so funny thought this was america is this america man <laughs> Stan, Stan. Just the way, yeah. It's so funny. But um, I think you mentioned this uh, last week as well, or the last time we spoke. Um, they challenged what normal was. They they did. They 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 kind of bent the perceptions of what a cartoon was too. I'd, I'd even go that go on that limb because you know you don't you weren't just seeing you, this was. Something totally different. I mean, as someone that watched cartoons, you know, for hours every day for most of my childhood, like, I know what I'm talking about. Like, it was it was very, very different. And they knew they had something different. And they they rode that puppy and and they're still riding it and they're going to ride it till the wheels fall off. Well, see, that's the other thing, too. It's like, um, you know, all sitcoms that uh, very there were very few married with children type sitcoms out at that time. Right. Now, what I mean by that is. All sitcoms that featured a family featured a normal 2.3 kids, mother, father, middle class, blah, blah, blah. Two family. cars in the garage, dog, yeah. cat kind of thing. Simpsons kind of parodied that, but like with the dysfunction was one of the reasons why a lot of the family, a lot of families in the United States kind of gravitated I towards did, Yeah, because I mean, the idea that like, okay, I think Married with Children kind of like put, pressed it to that one extreme where it's like it's just totally dysfunctional all the time it's like constant bickering and people just kind of put up with each other because that's just what they do yeah you know what I mean but in the Simpsons it was like it was like this constant dance like they would have moments where everything would be really good and then um, you know Bart or Homer or somebody would get ensnared in some crazy caper and you know, Homer's in his underwear, drunk. You know, <laughs> dancing on the fence at a, uh, at the uh, Capitals baseball game, and <laughs> right. ends up becoming the mascot. Yeah. You know, like you just, yeah. You know, like it was like it was like Roseanne with slept with Wiley e. Coyote slept into it. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I I would love to see uh, Acme show up a little more. Yeah, that'd definitely be cool. But, but um, but you know, it 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 challenged that. But one of the other things it challenged too was it decided it was one of the first primetime shows for a long time that did political humor yeah it was the first cartoon that i remember directly doing that openly the bill clinton man clinton got rung through every single ringer yeah the Lewinsky thing the saxophone thing the i did not inhale thing i mean just every every little thing that we remember about clinton yeah they didn't they they did not let up on him at all now, now i do i do i do a uh, a pretty bad clinton impression because everybody does bill clinton that you can leave that joke for another day, <laughs> but um, my my uh, my attempt to do Bill Clinton is based off the Simpsons one, where it's very very you know, hey I'm Bill Clinton, hope everybody's doing well, you know, it just kind of that <laughs> just kind of that sleazy grainy you can't kind of you can't quite hear what he's saying, so you don't know what he's saying, and he can hoodwink you, you know. My buddy Alan does a spot on Bill Clinton impersonation. It's so good. It's, <laughs> yours is pretty good too, though. I gotta say. But uh, Cl- but you know the, the, they took it to Clinton. They took it to uh, Bush Senior. Yeah, yeah, and Bush Bush even um, used them as like a 
like a part of his political platform. I, I remember that 100. And I mentioned this last week with with Luke, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you because I don't know if I told you about this or not. There's the story of uh, they didn't know George Bush's youngest son's name when they were doing the episode with George Bush because everybody thought Jeb Bush was the next guy. Yeah. So so they just ra- HW. Yeah. So they just randomly threw out. Uh, we don't know his name, so let's just call him George Junior. Why not? Was- Little did they realize that in two years' time, that man be the president. Wow. <laughs> So, um, but it wasn't just it wasn't just the politicians of the political environment as well. Um, they did tackle things like illegal immigration. They did tackle things like uh, s- uh, sexual politics, corrupt politicians. You know, they were all kind of. They had their own embedded pieces of that, like Mayor Quimby. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of funny because he's he's the prototypical sleazebag politician, but he's but his cadence and his voice is so John F. Kennedy esque. Oh yeah, it's kind of there's a strange duality going on there because I think you know overall JFK is considered to be one of the better speakers that we had and one of the more noted speakers we had as oh, a yeah. president. And so to hear you know hear him say like halfway scandalous stuff in that very presidential official tone it's 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 pretty hilarious it's it's kind of um the tv show red wolf said it said it themselves uh, uh kennedy's um the negative side of kennedy wasn't didn't come out until after he died and everybody's got their achilles heel it's just his was just a little further up the body right. uh <laughs> and that's that's diamond joe quimby but i mean everything that the kind of um everything that kind of had a negative spin in socio-political uh humor or they could have poked, poked at it. They kind of normalized it, then ripped that normalization to shreds. Yeah. Um, for example, uh, the the episode where they dealt with illegal immigration, you know, um, uh, Proposition Twenty Four. Uh, they, um, you know, they 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 did all, they did all this protesting and stuff like that, and then you get a shot of the immigration center where they're all take you know where the the immigrants are there taking their citizenship tests. Yeah, and, I remember that. And like you see, you know, Barney, Bumblebee Man, Willie, the the um, the uh, uh, was it Louie or Luigi, the the pizzeria guy. Moe I think dis- it's Louie. Mo in disguise. Okay, <laughs> you know, but it was like it was showing. Yeah, okay, you know, we've got we've got these stereotype stereotypical folks here, but look, here's the pillars of the community. They're also here as well, and you you know, you know, we'll talk about the LGBT community here in in a few, in a few minutes. Um, but you know, it was it was a good way to do. It, it was the fir- it was the, definitely the first of the nineties to do it, not just animated, but you know, uh, TV show altogether because in the 90s we was in america especially and in britain especially it was just coming off the reagan and thatcher years and politicians were only just starting to be seen as self-serving corrupt you know distrustful people right and the simpsons latched onto that and you know just went ahead and took it in a whole different direction yeah they they broke some serious ground on that too definitely (sighs) so one of the things that was like a hallmark of the show was the town randomly breaking out into song. It wasn't that kind of a later on thing? Because I don't remember a whole lot of that in the beginning. I think it was around about season three or four. Okay, because I remember like in the specials they would do that. Yeah. But like Treehouse of Horror, you know, Christmas, whatever. But not so much like in a regular episode until a little bit later. I think... um 
I'm not sure which episode was the first one that did that. I'll be completely honest. I I, I could I could like completely and utterly look through every single script of every not every, every the first one play. I can remember is Mr. Plow. That's the first Mr. one I can, Plow, that yes. I can just remember the song completely. I know there's others, but that's the one that I like. Um, I remember I, it. the The first the first song that I that I remember in The Simpsons was the Flamin' Mo song, which was the parody of Everybody Knows Your Name, the Chia, the Chia song. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah. Um, but like. When they started doing the Broadway style, you know, uh, the flash mob, yeah. uh, high school musical type thing where someone starts singing and they're walking around and other people are adding yeah. on and joining in and dancing and, and I think shit that, that never happens. In right. Life. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I mean, I sing to myself, you know, random stupid crap all day long, but like, I, I don't turn around to them. My whole street is, is randomly singing it with me, but like the monorail song. Uh, the Stonecutter song, all iconic, you know, um, the monorail song is, <laughs> oh God, it is like, it is the benchmark of what, what they did. And then they, they did other songs that were, you know, that, that came out in later years, which were really, really good. The burlesque song, um, the, oh, what was the song? The adults versus kids song was really really good too. That's another one that I loved. But like the other type of songs too that were just um, just basic soundtrack, you know, in the background. I loved the Union song that they did, which was Lisa playing the guitar and having the whole power plant on strike singing. You know, that's that's the working class Brit inside me coming out. You know, yeah. Uh, we so. marched day all night by the big cooling towers. Uh, they have the people, but we have the power. I thought that was fantastic. You know. Um, I think that I don't think any other show has done that, with the exception, I think of uh, of Glee. If they did that, um, yeah, they did it after. Yeah, definitely. Unless it was a straight up musical, obviously, but like an animated series. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a couple of them. Like, like He Man would have like a theme song that he would break into. I mean, the, the only yeah. cartoons I remember is like Bugs Bunny doing the opera. You know, I mean, that's... that's. I don't think that really counts. No, exactly, because that was the opera. But, um, you know, it wasn't just music, it was celebrities too. I mean, every... Yeah. every it, th- there was a saying, right, in music, that if Weird Al Yankovic parodied your song... You, you made would, it. Yeah. Well, if The Simpsons invited you to play yourself... In, this, in the 90s. In the early 90s, that was like, you know... Yeah, they had, like, they had so many big names. Dion Sanders, um... Uh, was that really good... Uh, is that Dennis Dennis Eckersley? Whole bunch of baseball players, football players. Yeah, there's a lot of them. They got like um, people like Jose Canseco and Daryl Strawberry to be uh, to be to be part of the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant softball team. Did they get Michael Jordan ever? Because that would have been they got Magic Johnson. Okay, that's a big. That's a yeah. Cause Michael Jordan, you know, is arguably the greatest player of all time at that time. I still think he is, but 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 at the time he Magic, was he was synonymous with the late eighties and nineties. Yeah, but Magic Johnson was still consi- was still considered the the benchmark at the early part of the nineties. You know, can I just say something about Magic Johnson? Go ahead. I wonder if he ever regrets um, wasting the greatest porn star name ever on a basketball career. <laughs> What's your name? Magic Johnson. <laughs> I mean, uh, come on, people. There's uh, no name better than that one. Uh, uh, better than uh, McGee. Um, <laughs> one just sports stars. All of the surviving Beatles were on there, including uh, Linda McCartney and Yoko Ono, which shocked me. 
but I guess you could use it as the uh, John Lennon thing. Uh, you two have appeared on there, which was one of my favorite favorite bits. Homer walks up in a uh, in a flat in a cloth flat cap and um, like a a wool jacket. The security guy goes, who are you? He just walks in and goes, potato man. Well, it's about time you got here. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, okay, Irish will collect potato. Oh, um, they had wow. Aerosmith, Red Hot Chili Peppers, David Crosby. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anybody anybody that was, everybody basically that was on top of their game was on The Simpsons as a cameo, totally. And what's even funnier is none of them did any music. None they just of did like little bits and cameos and stuff. Yeah, they they had the pre-recorded background track. Sure. Like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers won't give it away, which um, I still think that, that that's still one of my favorite jokes I mentioned last week was the whole you know the, the network wants to censor your lyrics. <laughs> Nobody censoring us. They said, look, instead of saying what I've got, I gotta get and put it in you. Why didn't you say what I want is I want to hug and kiss you? <laughs> and they and, and the joke was the guys went. Hey, that's better. <laughs> so that's something I tied into the Wow. <laughs> I, I heard that it happened to the Doors, too, the first time they played on TV. Yeah, just censorship, man. You can't yeah. censor art. You can't yeah, censor man. art. Yeah, just don't do not do it if, you don't want, if you're going to censor it. But um, also they got a coup, uh, I think it was in the early 2000s, um, when Tony Blair, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, actually did an, did voice work for The Simpsons as himself. Wow. So, you know, it's, 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 I mean, that, that was the power of it, you know, anybody who was anybody went on there and, you know, they played themselves and the the good thing about them playing themselves, right, is it made the universe seem, um, closer to home. Yeah. Like just a different, like a parallel universe almost. I mean, like uh, Conan O'Brien featured in many, many episodes, wrote many episodes. Yeah. He's been on, he was on the Simpsons or the South Park movie too. He was really funny in that. Uh, Jay Leno was on there as a friend of Krusty the Clown. You know, you had Smashing Pumpkins on, on the Lollapalooza oh, yeah, tour. I remember that. I remember that. Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. Homer Simpson, smiling politely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that that just goes to show the, the, the pull that it had, you know. Um, I don't think they had a bad cameo. I mean, I can't think of one celebrity appearance on The Simpsons. Yeah, they were always appropriate and timely and on point. Absolutely. I agree with that. Let me rephrase that. I can't think of one bad cameo that was done in the golden era of The Simpsons. Right. Yeah. Joe Namath was a bad cameo. Uh, He just walked up and just said, hey, kid, I can teach you about being a great quarterback, but can you tell me about Vaporlock? You know what's funny about that? Joe Namath is actually the statistically the worst quarterback in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Wow, uh, he, and it's and here's the thing, he was trying. Okay, he, after he got done playing with the Jets, he went to the Rams. His knees were already done, and he played like two or three seasons for the Rams. And he only played games because his knees were so shot. Um, he ended up throwing like a three to one interception to touchdown ratio for those last three seasons. Dang. So when he finished his career, he had more interceptions than touchdowns. And the lowest amount of um, lowest completion percentage of any Hall of Fame quarterback. That's messed up, man. Yeah. But he but he beat Johnny Unitas in Super Bowl three, so he got in. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like he totally stayed around too long and just jacked up his career. Uh, well, it's crazy. It, it it that that is the way with with a lot of sports stars, you know. Especially, I mean, I, I remember 
segue people my apologies what's what his name uh, Brett Favre yeah I mean and the thing with them they just both love the game yeah there wasn't it wasn't a, maybe it wasn't about stats at the end of the game they just wanted to play football but Favre yeah he, he that last uh, NFC Championship game, he should not have been there. No, was that the one that New yeah, Orleans I mean, won? Yeah, yeah. He got absolutely just mowed over, over and over again. They should do a legend circuit or something, you know. Touch a touch league or like yeah. a, a flag league or just like a QB challenge. They were doing that for a while before the draft, and they stopped doing it. Ch- charity charity games. See, that's one of the things. That's one of the things that uh, British soccer teams have got. They've got what they call a legends team. And the Legends team is made up of, well, they say Legends, but I mean, you know, it's got like four or five Legends and then like six to eight guys who played a handful of games at some point, you know. Pretty good. Just basically who they can ever, whoever they can yeah. get. Yeah, and they do like char- they do like four or five charity games a year. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, you know. So it, it kind of keeps them in focus. They do it for charity and, and, and whatsoever. But some of the teams, man, they, they def- their definition of the word legend is completely different to my definition of the word legend. Yeah, well, I mean, well, by legend you mean super old. <laughs> right, there you go. Uh, like Arsenal defense these days. Uh, <laughs> so talking of controversial subjects... Um, the show had um, a couple of really, really. Um, let me just make sure I'm, I'm what I'm saying is right. Okay, the, the show had one really, 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 in my opinion, really bad episode, right? And the intention was good, and the execution at the time was okay, but it has not aged well, right? Right. Yeah. The episode's called Holman's Phobia, and you know we talked about Smithers last time out, and. You know, Smithers is so is so deep in the closet, right? And he's finding other people's skeletons. Yeah, yeah. but this was the first episode that had a, the, an openly gay character playing uh, playing a, a lead in The Simpsons, right? So this is mid this is the mid nineties when you know the gay community is being more and more accepted. Just now, kind of being openly yeah accepted and, and emerging and whatnot. Yeah, it it, it was around about the mid nineties where everybody you know it, it was like. The jokes were still there, the you know the, the the gay jokes were still there, the trans jokes were still there, but you know, every people were more accepting of the community, right? Right. And so they bring in John, right? John is the first character, and was played by John Walters. So you know, that's a that's a stretch to name right there. Uh, <laughs> and you know, at first, Homer. Think, thinks the world of this guy he's you know he's a great guy he's funny he's you know he's got a great great pop culture reference you know he's he he can dr- down the drinks with everybody he can play football he's a man's man you know and then he finds out that he's gay and homer freaks out right he like you know starts <laughs> starts doing the dance he's like oh my god we had a gay man in the house what are we gonna do what are we gonna do you know um and Bart starts showing stereotypical negative stereotypes, you know, in his personality. You know, he's where he's cross-dressing. He uh, he's given a choice between a chocolate brownie and a pink fluffy snowball thing, and picks the snowball. You know, so Homer decides to straighten him out. So sits him in front of a billboard for ten hours, right, of a naked woman, and um, that backfires in Homer's eyes because Bart asked for slim cigarettes. Right, he said. You know, so he says this billboard for ten hours. How do you feel, son? Um, 
I really need a cigarette. Good, what do you want? Uh, something slim. Oh, so, you know. <laughs> and then uh, right. they take him to a steel mill where, you know, it turns out to be a gay club. And then, um, you know, they decide to take him deer hunting because shooting a deer is like shooting an attractive man. That was the, that was the, the, the logic they were going with. And they end up breaking into Santa's village reindeer and they're saved by John, right? And at that point, Homer is extremely grateful and realizes that he's being an idiot, but still manages to throw in one last insult. You know, he's like, you know, we've been saved by this awesome, awesome man. No, wait, 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 wait. Quick, 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 right? Quick. Oh, well, you can call me that. Oh, you can call me Joan. Hey. Right? And that's how, the, that's how the story ends. John Walters had to tell the scriptwriters, and as, as, shock, as, as shocking as it seems right now, right? John Walters had to change, had to get them to change one of the words in the show. That last scene where Homer says, wait, you know, we can call you John or we can call you right? That, that thing. They were originally going to use the word as that. Now, this is mid-90s prime time, you know, and John Walters said, you can't use that word. The community won't accept it. Use something else. And he agreed to do it. Now it did. It 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 did kind of you know like like we spoke about earlier. It built something bad up and then as normal and then destroyed it with logic and reason. But the way it did it in this episode, I think it destroyed a lot of Homer's character. Right, Homer selfish. We know that he can be. He's a little dumb. He's a so little that's, dumb. That's that's part of it. I think he's he's dumb. He's selfish. He can be a little chauvinistic, but it's not. But everything he does is not necessarily out of malice. He's very primal. Yes, it's 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 selfish. It's self. It's out of selfishness, not out of malice. It's out of self preservation yeah. most of the time. But he'd never shown any racist tendencies. He'd never shown any homophobic tendencies. But I think they were trying to paint it more as like ignorance. Yeah. And but yeah. The, but the problem the problem was it it kind of it showed a nasty side to Homer right that they hadn't shown in the previous four to six seasons you know and you never saw it again and it just kind of it made a mockery of who who Homer was and while it promoted positively the LGBT community it also set it back a little bit in in you know what i mean it's like yeah it was it was a it played on everybody's visceral base emotions they tried to take a step forward and they stumbled yeah and, you know, and they didn't knock them back but they didn't really go forward either and you know like i said promoting an episode that shows that uh if you were not straight is normal you know, you know people people are people is what they were trying to do but it just it just hasn't aged well you know, it's just the, the 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 route that they went. Looking back now, it is very it is a very very cringeworthy watch. You know, and I think that was one of the biggest problems that they had as Tom started changing. You know, as things started to become more acceptable, the the Simpsons initially struggled but got back on track until the end of the decade. You know, but I I don't I personally don't think that that's aged well. No, uh, I mean, it's definitely times have changed a lot since then. You know, it it it's it's thing. But another thing now, the the the, the, the other main controversy of the Simpsons, Apu, Apu, um, the I Apu s- problem. Yeah. Now, last week I said we were going to talk about it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see I'm gonna explain where I'm coming from, and I'm actually going to controversially defend the Simpsons 
production staff Sli- slightly. I mean, if I could just give a quick commentary on that. Yeah, go I ahead. Really, I really like Apu. Yeah. I think he's... I love his disposition, and just he's funny. I just... I'm putting all the other things aside, whether it's, you know, idealizing or stereotyping a race or whatnot, like, I don't think that was meant... That was, like, the idea. No, I think no, it just kind of worked out that way, and according to what I've read, yet that's kind of what happened. It was a combination of notes... Because I think they were going Asian initially, yeah, and something else, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't think it was done out of malice at all, and I and I think I think Apu is absolutely absolutely delightful and hilarious. Yeah, he's a, he's a great character, right? He's I mean, he's a shrewd businessman, and he's a doctorate in computer science, you wow. know. So he's like one of the he's probably the second smartest guy in the town, behind Frank, right? Right. Um, he yeah he has had some negative stereotypes based on you know his ethnicity he's a convenience store owner and he has done some shady business a- a- activities even though he is a shrewd businessman right sure. he had an arranged marriage you know he's had he's got a large ch- large family base right part of the problem with Apu is the fact that he's played by uh, a Hispanic Jew by the name of Hank Azira right huh. and uh, I can't pronounce that word is Sephardi Sif- I think yeah Sephardi. And, you know, again, he's a great comedy actor. and he does a lot of the voices on the show, too, the bulk of them. Yeah, and the, the the thing about his portrayal is there's conflicting reports from him and the writing staff as, a, as to who decided what to do. Um, Azira claims he was asked to do stereotypical Asian accents, and the writers claim that they they were asking Azira to do a voice for the store clerk, and he came up with the you know Indian accent. Hello, Mister Homer. Right. But the note said some kind of European descent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's that's it's, what it was. I thought it was Asian. Yeah. So it's you know, he's offered to step aside. Right. He's offered to say he's offered to you know not he's he's offered to retire voice in that character and give it to an an Asian American Indian American to do it. Because he's getting more and more uncomfortable doing the role. I would just retire him and have a farewell episode and then have, like, someone else take, you know, take over the role. Yeah. Have someone else buy the Quickie Mart and just keep the same, same disposition, same gag, but just don't, don't make it culturally insensitive at all possible. Right, definitely. That'd probably be the only way to attack it now, you know? Yeah, I mean, especially since the, uh, the documentary came out, The Problem with Apu, um... Where, where where can you watch that? What is that on? I think it's on uh, Amazon. Okay, perfect. I have that. Um, basically, for those of you who don't know, um, it was uh, at the time a lot of people decried the documentary because they just saw it as PC gone mad. It's just like an Indian person who just wanted to yeah, but ha- be a hater. But, but but when you when you watch some of the people that they have on there, they you know Whoopi Goldberg for example. Whoopi Goldberg is very very. Um, can spot you know blackface or brownface a mile off you know she's done that her whole career i mean the ted danson thing yeah let's say she showed up to ted danson at yeah. an award in blackface and yeah, and you know so that. so you know and so she, you know she definitely said that that's that's brownface and I, i'd take her word for it um you know a lot of the a lot of asian american comedians thought that the thought that Apu was a negative but positive role model in the sense that, you know, the stereotyping of everything, you know, but the intelligence and everything. He, he, here's my opinion, right? This is where I'm going to give a sliver of credit to the Simpsons writers. But, unfortunately, I'm going to give them too much credit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm white. I can't tell a man, woman, or child of another race 
that they're not allowed to be offended by a right. caricature of their race. Sure, can't do that. you can't 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 relate to that whatsoever. Yeah, that, you can't do that. You know, I, I you cannot do that. Not not morally, not ethically, and not logically. Well, it's you just none of your that. business. I mean, exactly that too. I mean, um, it doesn't affect you. So why not? Why why make a stink about it? Exactly. But I think Hank Azira's um, portrayal of Apu was less to do with stereotyping uh, Asian Americans and stereotyping the ignorant who believe that crap. Right. So he was doing the basis of base accents and mannerisms and stuff like that. And the joke was not the fact that he was doing these things, but you find these funny. Right. Okay. So let me give you, let me give you an example, right? Um, in American comedy, you've got a character called Archie Bunker. Right? Yes. He was based off of a British TV character called Alf Gilnut. Right? Now, I'm I'm going to say this and people will laugh. Compared to Alf Gilnut, Archie Bunker was Jesus Christ. Huh. Right? Alf Gilnut was a racist, foul-mouthed, sexist bigot who did not care, was selfish and all all that stuff, right? Um one one episode of the show, uh, he was doing a blood drive, and he got offended that there was a black man there giving blood, you know. And the character was a parody of the British skinhead white nationalist movement that was going on in the late 60s, early 70s. But he did it so well that the skinheads didn't get the joke. Right. They actually thought that he was some kind of hero. And every skinhead who came up to him and said, "You know, I, I, I'm I'm glad that you you know that you that you're taking all this humor to the to to these people," and he'd just look at them and say, "Well, obviously I failed because you haven't got the joke yet." Right. So that's what that that that's the closest thing I can I can say. I don't think Apu was necessarily a stereotype of an uh, of the Asian Indian. It was more stereotype of the dumb white man who believes that that's how the stereotype works. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that wasn't even... And that was definitely not the only, but it was probably the most controversial of uh, the the, the stereotypes in that series as well. Yeah, I mean, they they did have stereotypes all over the place. I mean, you had uh, Fat Tony and the uh, DiMaggio crime family. Right, the groundskeeper Willie... Uh, um, the old Irish guy, the hillbillies, even the even the um, corrupt mayor—that's a stereotype in itself. Yeah, it's it 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 was a show about stereotypes, but unfortunately, when you get into racial issues, yeah, when well, the show was predominantly written by you know non people not of that race or that culture, right? I mean, not, I think, not voiced by them either. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why Blazing Saddles was able to get away with as much as it did with all the Jewish jokes and the black jokes that it had was because it was written by Mel Brooks, who is the most outspoken Jewish entertainer in the history of entertainment right. and Richard Pryor, you know, who, yeah. you know, so I think that's, that's the way they get away with it. But I mean, you know, the Simpsons also portrayed the elderly, Christians, atheists, nerds, jocks, Australians, gay people, straight people. They, they portrayed everybody bad except for strangely enough, African-Americans, Latin Americans and the Jewish community. They were all portrayed in, like, a non-offensive manner, you know? Right. The, 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 it's, it's like, I don't want to say they were scared to, 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 you know, to parody them or anything like that, but they, they drew the line there. And it's unfortunate now that, the, you know, that some of, some of the things that The Simpsons did do, they should have drawn the line a little bit higher. Right. You know? 
and and it's not and it's not PC gone mad. It's just you know when people say PC gone mad, it's more along the lines of I can't say racist stuff about people anymore without people getting offended. What's sure. the world coming to? You know? Yeah, the, but I would argue it's kind of the contrary right now, personally. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But um, you know, so so that that's 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 what that's my humble opinion. You, everybody can disagree with me if they want to. Everybody can agree with me if they want to. I, I really don't care. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. In the, in, in, when it comes to Apu, I think the Tom is is right for either them to retire the character or retire the voice. Yeah, or just uh, re, um, you know, move it, repurpose the character. Yeah, or just give put somebody else at the Quickie Mart. Yeah, be done with it. Yeah, and I think, and and the the sad thing about it is, is because you had two other characters who were there, who were portrayed by white folks. It was uh, Sanjay, who was Apu's brother or cousin, and Sanjay's daughter. So, um, you do some kind of farewell episode yeah. where he can't talk and he's just like flashbacks. He's, he's, all they do with the all, all they do what they did with uh, Chef's last episode in South Park. Oh, I was just going to say, I hope they don't do that. Let him go out with some honor. Uh, well, no, what I mean is okay. What I mean is, like, splice, don't 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 voice anything new. Right, and just, just use repurpose, online, but not yeah, but not use the hello, children. Like, I want to make love. You know, nothing like, like all, that. All he can say is hello, Mister Homer. Yeah, <laughs> that's like all he can say. But you know, he goes back to he goes back to India or no, something like no, that. No, they, they find out he's actually a robot. All they all they do with the um what what the um what the pizzeria guy used to do back home, he would he would claim he was Italian. He would put on the Italian stereotype accent. He would speak in Italian. But if you ever saw him outside the pizzeria, he was Welsher than I am. Right. <laughs> you know, so Apu walks upstairs after all day, and then all of a sudden it's just like, you know, generic American voice, yeah. you know. But that that would cause more problems, too, you know. So I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's better. I think if... What slick clean? I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't try to repurpose that at all. I think I would just scrap it and move on. And just remember the good times and move on. Yeah. So... The Simpsons, right? There is a thing in pop culture right now called The Simpsons predicted it. Yeah. It's it's kind of like there's a tweet for everything, but now you can look at the look at old episodes of The Simpsons and and that they were this crystal ball. Well, right? I th- I think part of that is because there's so many episodes they were they were about to they were bound to be some coincidences here and there. Oh yeah. I mean like the 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 main ones the the six main ones, right, that everybody points out. Ebola. Ebola? Yeah. Trump. Autocorrect. Smart watches, horse meat, and uh, Siegfried and Roy getting mauled by the tiger. Yep. Right? Well, here's the problem with that, okay? All of these things happened before The Simpsons did a joke about it. Right. With the exception right. of Siegfried and Roy's tiger. Coincidences, like just like I said. Yeah. Been, you're on that you're on long enough and you reference pop culture enough, yeah, there's gonna be some uh coincidence. You did know? you know that the Simpsons predicted the Ebola outbreak in nineteen in nineteen ninety eight? Well yeah, that's because it happened in nineteen ninety six. Yeah. It was in Africa though and it didn't, it didn't I don't think it made it to America. Can can, can you believe that they predicted Donald Trump would run for president. Well, he'd ran like three times yeah. before that. So yeah. um, the Apple Newton, which was one of the worst products I've ever seen in my life, that shit was autocorrect. No, it just was a bad product that had very, very bad handwriting recognition. You yeah. Know? Uh, the Apple Watch or the smart watch, right? Kind of, kind of like a false equivalence, equivalency yeah. in all of them, really, in a way, because like, I mean, they've been Star Star Trek. The original Star Trek had a form of a smart watch, uh, Maxwell Smart. Had a smart watch. I mean, Red Red Dwarf had a smart watch with the com- with the main computer on it. Yeah, you know? I mean, there, uh, Batman. There's like a tons of people that had that before. So Buzz Lightyear. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of false equivalence, little I don't know, a little confirmation bias, as in they see the thing and they remember the thing from The Simpsons. They put it together, not even realizing that yeah. it's coincidence or it's a reference from the past. Yeah, I mean, like the t- the two the 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 last two on this list, the Hallsmeet scandals and the Siegfried and Roy Tiger. Look, if you keep a wild animal in captivity and whip it. That's just that's just um, Eve- law of averages right there. Eventually, you're going to get mauled by yeah, it. Yeah, that's law of averages, man. That's like... Um, Deservedly so. That's like shooting 500 arrows up in the air and then getting mad that one comes down and hits you. Yeah. Um, and the Holsmeet scandal, what, people, what most people in the Western world don't know is that in Eastern Europe, right, getting good quality beef and chicken and stuff like that is very, very expensive. So a lot of countries use horse as an acceptable substitute. Now, as far as I'm concerned, if you eat anything like a horse or a dog or something like that, you're an inhumane monster. But I'm not going to judge other cultures. It's inefficient to eat a horse. Horses are m- much more valuable as uh, a way to like yield crops or t- transport yourself. But yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. And I guess if times are tough, you got to do what you got to do. And trust me, alligator is the best exotic meat ever. Um, it is good. Horse is a little too gamey. It's too stringy. Is <laughs> there's not enough fat on it? That's the problem. They're too they're too, too muscular. Mu- too muscular. Yeah. yeah, especially the horse racing ones. Um, <laughs> the other big thing was that the Simpsons did it first, and yeah, the I think I think and I think the whole going back just a little bit to the last point about the whole the Simpsons predicted it. Yeah, I think a lot of that spurned from the South Park um, episode where they kind of one of several episodes where they poked fun at rival um, comedies. I think they poke fun. At, I know they poke fun at The Simpsons, and I think they poke fun at King of the Hill as well. They did Family Guy. There was a oh, three-part yeah. episode. The, 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 I think The Simpsons and The King of the Hill were kind of good-natured. Hey, you know, we're, we're in your. We're it's the three of us. You know, the, yeah. we the Holy Trinity and the Family Guy one was just an evisceration. Yeah, yeah, the whole um, walruses like <laughs> grabbing letters and dropping them into the. Um, the thing yeah that was pretty brutal and then they did then they did they constructed the perfect family guy joke it's kind of like what they did the um the psychic dude you know hello i'm thinking okay welcome everybody okay i'd like to speak to jimmy 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 jamie 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 james no i'm looking i'm looking for someone the name starts with a letter maybe a m or a a j or p uh hey we have a dead friend uh shut up that's not how that works um okay i'm thinking oh oh uh my husband's name was john oh that's it john john yes that's it that's it yeah and you know and he he saw it. he died right it was it was like a death right a death <laughs> that made people sad yep yeah that ugh, uh, that was yeah. i love how that all both of those series were willing to call people out and to just show them for what they actually are without any reservations whatsoever and, and not just and, and you know and and that's that's one of the things that you know I, I i hate to say the simpsons did it first but i mean like we, we mentioned clinton earlier they they ripped Clinton every every everything that they could. Yeah, I know? mean, and I don't know. I don't I don't recall it being too terribly brutal because some of it was like about oh hey he wears sunglasses and plays the saxophone and then it was like oh hey Monica Lewinsky yeah. and it was like oh hey you know some of it, some of it was kind of fun but yeah they didn't they didn't take any prisoners in that one. It's it's like the Simpsons were. What's the best way to say this? If you compare the Simpsons to South Park, right? The Simpsons were the mini boss designed to soften a target up. Yeah, and South Park were the what was the boss to tear him down. Yeah, and, you know? yeah, and you see, and you actually see allusions and references 
for all of these shows in all of these shows at one point or another. I mean, they all they all either talk about them or reference them in some form or another. And they all did crossovers as well. That was that was the weird thing too. Uh, Simpsons did uh, like and and by crossovers, I don't mean like full length episodes with you know the the Flintstones meet the Jetsons type deal. More yeah. along the lines of you know, um, I can't remember. If there was a ba- it was the baseball or the football team. Bart made the football team, and they win. And then, like as as the players are filing out, you've got Hank Hale and his family sitting in the in the thing, going, "We, we drove all the way out here for this," you know. <laughs> after after his team, after Bobby's team had lost, right? Okay. And so you had you know Simpsons bits on Futurama and and F- Futurama bits on the Simpsons. Like for example, they were doing a telethon, and there's Bender as one of the phone pledges, <laughs> you know. Um, Family Guy had Simpsons crossover. The TV show, The Critic, you know, I, The Critic and Family, and not Family Guy, The Critic and Futurama, I think, um, shouldn't necessarily count, but I think they should, because while they're set in the same universe, they're not spin-off shows. Yeah, you know, um, and like we've mentioned, you know, South Park did that whole episode where um, the it was uh, it was it was a Butters episode. It was one where he was. He was mad because, like, his friends didn't want to play them or something happened. So he went on a Mr. or Professor Chaos, Professor Chaos. thing where he was think, trying to think of all these ways that he could end, end the world. And uh, every time he would come up with something, his uh, his little sidekick, I was like Captain Destructo or something, or Professor Destructo, I don't know. He uh, he would he would tell him that the Simpsons had done it, and it would just it got Butters really mad, and he's finally like, "Look, the show's been on that air like twenty three years. Like, yeah, they've talked about everything. They've been on for a really long time. That's how that works. <laughs> you know, sure they've done it all. Well, so it was kind of it was kind of a nod and almost kind of a jab in it, a way. It was it was a nod, a jab, and a, a look. You've been here mixing room for the rest of us. Yeah. Of well, and also Bart played a big part in the um, Cartoon Wars episode too that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, uh, you know what was what's what's the worst thing that you've ever done? Well, I, I once cut the head off a statue. I once killed a guy's parents and fed it to him with chili. <laughs> it's like, wow, man, you're pretty hardcore. <laughs> so yeah, but no, I mean, you know, and it did inspire all those guys. It inspired um, Family Guy, Futurama that were in the late nineties. I don't say I don't think it inspired the likes of uh, Beavis and Butthead, Family Guy, but they definitely got more popularity. It gave them a foothold. I don't. I don't think they there was the more. Door. Yeah, I don't think it was a, so much an inspiration. It was more, hey, we got this cartoon here too. That's kind of rude and crude, you know, kind of more geared toward a more mature crowd, etc. And that was kind of like, you know, another chapter or well, another leg of like what the Simpsons franchise was trying to do, you know. And not only that, kids' cartoons started putting more lube jokes in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean. um I got three examples here of shows that had lewd jokes in them. They were kid shows. Uh, you had the Rugrats. One of my favorite jokes of all time was we have Reptile One, Reptile Two, and Space Vixens Volume Nine. But that's for later. That's for when you were in bed. Yeah. Um, the Powerpuff Girls. They had Miss Cerebellum living at four six nine two zero yodeling her way. <laughs> so basically, she was living at sixty nine four twenty. Uh, slang for oral sex. <laughs> um, also, um, Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, Jesus Christ. Didn't, didn't he work, for, like, somebody worked for a sex line. Yeah. And it was completely <laughs> obvious. 
Was it was it Mrs. Big Head or I was it like so. him or Yeah. Oh Rocco. Yeah. <laughs> and they got away with that on a kid's show. Um She's like in a she's like in like a uh, like a Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> even, <like> even Animaniacs <laughs> got into it. Hey, I need you to find Prince. I I got him and pulls out the the, right. you know, the character like, no 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 I mean fingerprints no, but even the even the hello nurse thing where yeah. they would get like eye boners every time they saw <laughs> that one nurse but no f- fingerprints no I don't think so today yeah you know, it's like, oh <laughs> <laughs> oh well you know how you find Will Smith in a snowstorm look for the fresh prints there you go that's how Darth Vader knows what you have for Christmas he feels your presence uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know like um like my humor eventually it declines uh well i mean going back to kind of circling back to the other point i mean i mean you've been a franchise for how long you put on how many episodes that you're gonna the well's gonna run dry eventually i I mean even the beatles had to break up eventually right yeah i mean they kind of got yoko i guess it's a whole nother story for another day but you get what i'm saying like everything's got to stop at some point the beatles could have gone on another generation if they just let george harrison write more um that that welcome to my TED talk. It kept Yoko away from the band. <laughs> I th- Yoko is the is the excuse. I just think Paul McCartney was looking for an excuse to get away from John Lennon. Fair enough. Yeah, I've heard John Lennon was not such a great guy. John, no, John Lennon. In retrospect, jo- John Lennon was the opposite of what he preached. That's a shame. Yeah, because here's the thing, right? And again, another, another tangent, but this is an important one. You play something by Chris Brown, right? And the first thing they talk about is how he beat the crap out of Rihanna, right? Right. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. So why are you playing that John Lennon CD? Yeah, it's no different. You know. So somebody tell me the difference, please. I'm begging you. Um, but the decline started, right? Even though The Simpsons would have a few more golden years after this, the first real episode where they shot themselves completely in the foot was the Who Shot Mr. Burns episodes. So they were trying to play on the Who Shot JR thing uh, Dallas. from Dallas. Right? Yeah, for all you youngins. And at the time, you know, even people, 1994, 1995, that, you know, Who Shot JR was still kind of, you know, topical, right? Because it had been referenced and used in a lot of things. And so what it was is uh, Mr. Burns had blocked out the sun in Springfield, stolen an oil well from the school, and was making everybody's life miserable. At the end of the show, he's shot after a big town meeting. Everybody in, in Springfield is a suspect. Didn't they make everybody wait for, like, the conclusion, too? Didn't they yeah. have to, like, wait the whole season? It was, the the se- whole... it was the season finale of right. season five. I think five I remember that. And the, the, the opening of season six. So, basically, the, the length of time in between seasons is how long you had to wait. It was, like, it was like three months. So like, it was, yeah. they had the summer off or something like that. They filmed every character shooting Boons. And they filmed four... Um, reveals, right? To keep the voice actors and the writers guessing. Uh, not the writers, the animators guessing, right? So nothing would leak out. And it was widely believed that the shooter was going to be Smithers. Because, because of his love triangle thing. And, and he just fired Smithers too. Yeah. Right? So everybody thought it was going to be Smithers. You know. And then it turns out that it was Maggie. And they were fighting over a lollipop. And that's kind of lame. It, it it's kind of like the needle scratch needle scratching on a record. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. That's it. 
and like they you know they they knew it was a disappointment because um, when they did the 138th episode spectacular clip show you know they had Troy McClure come out and say all throughout the summer of 1995 we were faced with the mystery of who shot Mr. Burns then we found out it was the baby <coughs> anyway <laughs> you know and, and and I think that was a huge misstep and I think it was forgiven by a lot of people because that was like the first bad show that they had but I think at that point that was the first time that they we saw a little uh, chink in the arm yeah exactly a little it's, bump in it yeah it's the first time they'd been they'd been punched right you know first time they'd been knocked down and then a couple of years later right they do an episode that was so bad that everybody said that this is the point this is where you know this is where the well had run dry and now it was becoming just another TV show and the humor on it was gone, right? It was called The Principal and the Pauper. And what it find, what you find out is that mild-mannered Principal Seymour Skinner, who was afraid of his mama and was a POW in Vietnam, was actually a former greaser by the name of Armand Tamsarian who only joined the army. It was either that or go to jail. And, it's a Rambo situation. Yeah. And then he befriended Sergeant Seymour Skinner in Vietnam. Skinner died, and he assumed Skinner's life. And then the real Skinner shows up. That buddy died. Oh, but it turns out he didn't die. He was captured. Huh. And he spent years as a POW in Vietnam and was released like two weeks ago. And then just walked back into town... And then Skinner left. The fake Skinner? Fake Skinner, yeah. What we know is Skinner left. Tamsarian? Tamsarian left. And the real Skinner tried to pick up the piece. I mean, it, it, That's like a Swiss cheese plot hole right there. And then at the end of the episode, oh, they, they sent Skinner off on his... They sent the real Skinner off on his way and changed Tamsarian's life to, you know, basically they legally said that you are now Seymour Skinner with all his history and future. And that's the end of the episode. Okay. And it's not it was for it wasn't even funny, you know. I mean, I, I'm not even ta- I'm not even talking about like you know it had maybe one or two bad jokes. Like, I watched that episode maybe fifteen times, and I didn't laugh once. There was nothing in there that made me even the the only thing that that that, that made me chuckle was when they were trying to persuade Skin the, the, the Tamsarian to come back. Right. And he said, don't you get it? He goes, don't you get it? I'm not Seymour Skinner. I'm Armand Tamsarian. This is Armand's bed. These are Armand's curtains. This is Armand's couch. And Homer says, Armand, can I look at Armand's dirty magazine? Yes, you can. That was the <laughs> only thing I laughed at. Right. It's like they were they were trying to build it into something, and it just didn't really go the way they wanted it to, or they just didn't have anything and they thought they did yeah and it's kind of they they spent a lot of time making that mistake so they just went with it I think the the other thing too was like you know we mentioned the the homeless phobia right and how it showed a side of Homer that you know that wasn't there before and wasn't there since this basically took mild mannered simpleton you know simple Professor Seymour Skinner and not Professor Skinner uh, Principal Skinner and turned him into a sleazy criminal con man. Again, destroying the character. And it just... That's where it jumped the shark, and I don't think it ever recovered from that. 
Yeah, I got to I got to watch that one again. It was like Mike Tyson getting knocked out by Buster Douglas. At that point the, the you know the shine was off the apple and he was human again. Yeah, it was a fun ride. The show was human. And, you know, yeah, it had unrealistic slips of comedy, right? And winks and nods and breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that, you know. And little jokes that you can get away with because, you know, it's an animated show, right? Right. But those two episodes were they, so far-fetched. They marked the... they they. I think, yeah, that probably tarnished them a little bit. Because everything else was somewhat based in reality, you know? Right. Even the even the over the top stuff was had some basis in reality, just cranked up to a hundred. You know, okay, Homer fell down the gorge. Yeah, but that's a slapstick spoof. Or He'd, yeah, well, like Bart jumped the the ravine with a skateboard. Yeah, Homer ended up doing it and ended up falling down down, down yeah, the thing. That's what it was. Yeah. And then Homer got lifted, airlifted out of there. That's one of my favorite episodes yeah. too. Yeah, that's a good one. Homer got airlifted out of there and fell back down. And again, wasn't injured. Okay, fair enough. That's not based in reality, but that's part of slapstick comedy. Sure, there's a, there's a uh, what is it called? Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. It's Wiley Coyote level. He gets his face blown off, and then, you know, he his te- all his teeth fall off, and then you see him, you know, a split second later, he's fine, and he's rigging up something else. Yeah, basically, this was Wabbit season, Duck season, fire, and then Homer pulling his bill back from around his mouth. Yeah, right. around the back of his thing. So you can get away with something like that. You can get away with, uh, you know, the whole family sitting on the couch, and whole, and... Bart saying something along the lines of Lisa, it's just a cartoon, it doesn't have to be realistic, and Homer walks by the window while he's sitting on the couch. That was a wink and a nod at the fact that it was a cartoon. You know, it yeah. wasn't the main plot point of the story. You can do the odd gag that breaks the fourth wall, like breaks B, physics. Yeah. yeah. You can have a BEC story, and I think that was another thing they did that a lot of cartoons were doing, like you would have, like, a, a Lisa thing going on, and a Bart thing going on, and a, like, and they don't have to be connected. Yeah. You know. And, like, uh, some of the plot lines that they had during the last few years that I, that I, that I was watching. Homer went on a, on a driving a, a diesel truck across country. What? Right. How do you get the time off the power plant? Yeah, right. You know, the power plant... Okay, in one episode, Homer finds a bunch of sugar, right? And Marge said, the plant called, if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother showing up the next day. But yet he's got all this time to get in the, in a diesel and drive cross country. Right. Um, Springfield is split in two with a garbage wall. Why? Because of a new area code. Yeah, I mean the the Bart well steals a tank. The the well just kind of it's it's either the well started running dry or they just felt like they went into full rock star mode. Like we can just do whatever the hell we want. And people are gonna love it. And unfortunately, a lot of the you know a lot of the 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 old the old school hardcore fans have abandoned it and like you know my daughter's 14 right right and she i don't think she's watched the simpsons i mean i've faithfully watched it growing up and i man it's probably been a year or more since i've caught an episode it's it's been about it's been since before i got here when i st- when i was watching it regularly and well they're not gearing it towards kids anymore at all it's fully no. fully towards my generation the 30 somethings I mean, it's fully a face to that. And and that's the thing, I, you know, you can't go back to everything fine, but, like, do, do what it did that made it funny. You know, it was finger on the pulse, cutting edge. Right. And now it's looking for cheap laughs. Yeah, I mean, I think it was because maybe they thought they were too topical, like maybe too preachy, up their own butt type of thing. 
but um I mean, I'm I'm really sticking with the well started to run dry just because of the amount of content that oh, they've yeah. had over the years. I mean, it's inevitable. I mean, right now, as of we were recording a couple of months ago, they were renewed for two more seasons. They should call it Springfield. Yeah. The Simpsons Springfield or something like that. I mean, if I were them, I would have done a spinoff like years ago. And that's the thing. They they, they were too afraid to do a spinoff because every other Matt Groening production... Has I not did, done as well. No. Um... The critic didn't do well, but that wasn't very funny. But King of the Hill was probably his second most best thing. Yeah, but that was uh, Beavis and Butthead, Mike Judge. Oh, what? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting my people mixed up. Yeah, Mike Judge did... Okay, yeah. They did They did Futurama. That's what it was. Futurama was a damn good show. Yeah, Futurama's amazing. It's yeah. just, it didn't catch on, right? It's and kind of cult following a yeah. little bit, yeah. I, I love Futurama. Those first couple of seasons, man. Great, it great was, humor, great yeah. characters, great writing, yeah. But I think with the failure of the critic and the lukewarm response to Futurama, I think they got scared of doing. You know, they didn't want to put all their eggs in one basket on a on a, on a Simpsons spinoff. They did the twenty two episodes about Springfield, you know, where it showed the daily lives of everyone. And I think the other thing that they did was the they did do a they did do a specific show that was based on spinoffs, right? Where you know, uh, Principal Skinner and Chief Wiggum become a private investigator. You know, and and, but but I mean the 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 holiday episodes almost served as spinoffs in a yeah. way. They were almost that in a way, and I think I think that kind of showcase that they had the ability to do that. I just it's it's one of those things. It's like if you're doing something and it's going well, why change it if you don't have to? Like yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it, as we say in the South. And and unfortunately, they they kept fi- they 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 did the Michael Jackson. They kept fixing it until it was broke. And and the thing is, like their their broke was still better than someone else's absolute best. True. So the they they themselves set a really high bar early on in the golden era, as we like to refer to it, seasons one through three, four, right around there. So even. Even though, you know, the later stuff is not quite up to par as that, it's still really good. I think we should stress that immensely, that it's yeah. still very good, but it, it's not, it does not have to snuff to the early, the earliest stuff. I think, I think one, okay, the, for me, the way, I, the way I would describe it would be like uh, Oasis, like the band Oasis, right? I know you wonder where I'm going with this. The first two albums that they did are considered... Stone Cold Classics can't be touched. Then the other five albums that they did were rated and reviewed and everything like that, and always compared to the great the, the great two albums that, that that were at the beginning, right? Right. But if those albums had been done by another band, they would have been heralded as a, a success. So let's just say I don't know. Let's take let's take um, the episode that that I mentioned, uh, Homer and Bart cross country with a diesel, right? Right. If that had been say Family Guy or what's now Bob's Burgers, Ricky and Morty, yeah, you know that might have been funny for them, but because of the universe that it was already established in, you know what I mean. Right. It, it just—I don't think it came. It, it, it came across. It came off well. I think personally, right now, the Simpsons should go away. 
go away. They got a movie coming. They got two more seasons signed up, and they've got apparently the second movie in the works. Yeah, just go ahead. I would if yeah. I think if it's getting close time to hanging up. I know I'm not like a uh, like a producer higher up for it, but yeah, I think I think they've run their course really well. I think you know it's 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 time. Do a spinoff. You've got plenty of characters in that. Do a spinoff. Do a spinoff and just do whatever you want to. Call it call it Springfield and make it about it, every episode about a different character. Yeah. Do, do, I don't know. Do the, the Springfield Police Chronicles. You yeah, know? do like, do um, Reno 911, but it's the Springfield Police. Yeah. I'd watch the F out of that. It's off the, 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 the PC Brigade. Do the, the Apu Chronicles. Something. Just, just stop. Now with the Simpsons, yeah, it's kind of beating a dead horse to to a certain point. I mean, do you think do you think they could, if they if they continue, that they will damage their legacy? I think they already have. Like they're going to Joe name it themselves. <laughs> See, I knew that would circle back somehow. I think that they already have because, like I said, you know. So they're playing on two bad knees for the Rams right now. I think more along the lines of they're playing on two bad knees. And a dislocated shoulder. Gotcha. Throwing shoulder. Gotcha. Yeah. Because, like I said, my daughters, my daughter and my son, I mean, were, you know, I was their age when it started to go bad. Right. They've never seen a proper episode of The Simpsons. And I don't mean like, you know, from the classic era. I'm talking about they've never seen The Simpsons because... Like a new episode that was worth crap. Yeah. They just see it as just another show, whereas yeah, yeah. they don't get it, you know? They weren't there for the, the the golden era. But if they saw the golden era, you know, they'd be like, holy yeah, this is a good show, you know? And I think that's where the problem is, is the fact that it's not appealing to a newer generation, and it's run off a lot of people that grew up with it. Yeah, they're kind of, I think they're slowly alienating the older fans and but and trying to draw on new fans with different things but i don't know i think the bulk of them are probably us you know I th- I th- and, and like i said the, on their worst day the episodes were eight out of ten yeah now on their best day they're seven out of ten yeah i mean and unfortunately the best days are not coming the way they used to i mean it's better better than most but definitely not up to the caliber of the original like golden era yeah definitely it's like um, as 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 the band Pulp said, it's a bad cover version. So um, it's like the leader Tom and Jerry when the two of them could talk. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. What's that all about? So, all right, guys, that's that's pretty much everything that we have to say about the Simpsons. Basically, one of the greatest shows of all time. Definitely one of the greatest cartoons of all time. And now is the time to hang up the dough. So we will be back here in a few moments and stick around. We got a couple things to talk about, and then we will be heading out of here. Alright guys, we've got a few more minutes before we get on out of here. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to us. I uh, hope our, our rambling wasn't too rambly. But uh, last week, we asked everybody, oh, sorry, the week before last, we asked everybody, um, what was your favorite episode of The Simpsons? Uh, we got some good answers, and I'm going to read them out right now. We had Maggie's First Word uh, from Jamie. Uh, that was the episode where they were trying to get Maggie to talk, and then eventually they had Liz Taylor have her say, Mama, at the end of the episode. Again, that was another cute classic episode that, you know, 
that you knew everything that was going on there. Um, I can't pronounce the next uh, <laughs> the next one on the list. Um, El Viari Min Misterono de Nusro Homer. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. You did some kind of crazy talk with your mouth there, boy. <laughs> That's what I did. Basically, the episode is the Great Chili Contest, which features one of my favorite Simpsons jokes and one of my favorite Simpsons cameos, Johnny Cash, um, one of the greatest musicians of all time, and one of my favorite jokes. Basically, uh, Homer eats an insane chili and ends up going in the desert where he met Johnny Cash in coyote form, and he sends him out to find his soulmate and at the end of the episode Homer is in front of the lighthouse with the silhouette cast in and you got the silhouette of Homer's body right and Bert and Lisa are brushing their teeth they look at the window and go is that dad well it's either dad or Batman's let himself go <laughs> <laughs> um and then of course John said uh you only move twice which we spoke about uh, last week which is Homer doing the uh the right hand man of supervillain Hank Scorpio so um that's it thanks guys for your response I really do appreciate it and uh, next week we ask you what video game series do you enjoy that didn't have the greatest of beginnings so for example in my case it would be something like uh, the Elder Scrolls because those first two Elder Scrolls games were tough yeah uh I th- well I kind of retroactively got to those, so... Yeah. I mean, I haven't really played either of them in, um, in detail either. But yeah, that's that's a good question. I may have to actually think about that one. Um, and the reason that we bring that up is because next week we're going to be talking about Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah, the original Grand Theft Auto. Grand- I, th- I, think I, could, I think I could say that Grand Theft Auto was one of those ones. It was fun in the beginning, but like if you compare it to the mechanics and the gameplay now, obviously it's, it's way more it's fun. It's a different league now. Yeah, it's, it's a, a totally, league. totally different thing. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's, for me, it's the Elder Scrolls. Or maybe even the Madden series. You know, that wasn't exactly great either. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was definitely special now in retrospect when I look back, but yeah... So, I'm going to put that in our social media pages so that you guys can uh, give us your opinions. Greg, man, it's been awesome to have you on the show. Um, once again, because my brain is addled, where can we find you online? Um, we're on all uh, the holodecks. You can just uh, Google search us, uh, and it'll show everything for us. Our social media pages, uh, theholodex.com. That can, um, you can book us from there. You can watch videos, um, get in touch with our social media site, send us a message. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, theholodex.com is really the one-stop shop for all things 90s. Sweet. And uh, like I said, I'm not just blowing smoke. I've seen seen you guys a few times. It's a really, really good show. Uh, next week, as I mentioned, we will be doing Grand Theft Auto 1. Perhaps uh, it, was a good, it was a good game, and it was definitely a good start to a franchise that is now considered one of the best games of all time. Grand Theft Auto 5, for example, uh, according to... like. Everything, every single industry has its own person, right? So you've got, like, Roger Ebert, for example, the movie guy. Yeah. Um, so if he says a movie is one of the best movies of all time, it's one of the best movies of all time. Sure. Um, this uh, Japanese uh, Japanese publication, who's, which is considered the video game publication, uh, said that Grand Theft Auto V was the second greatest video game that's ever been released. Besides Legend of Zelda? Yeah. Uh, it was either Legend of Zelda or it was Final Fantasy. I can't remember which one. But basically, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five was the second best game ever created. It's a really, really well done game. I've played it both on PC and PS4. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very smooth. Very few glitches or 
uh, I've I've played hundreds of hours on it. My PC and it's never once crashed. So I mean, yeah, it's it's a really really well done game. It's a big game, very big game. I think hey. it's like ninety gigs. Are you listening, Bethesda? Yeah, it's Elder Scrolls Six. Better be good. Yeah, I mean, for <laughs> I mean, working on it for nine years. Yeah, it better be flawless. Uh, unfortunately, they're using the Fallout seventy six engine, which has gotten better. In fact, Fallout 76 is now, with all the patches and everything, is the game that they wanted. But it's, yeah. take, it's taken a hammer, and quite rightly so. They rushed it. I hope they will at least balance timeliness and effectiveness with the new release. So yeah. we'll see. So we'll see. But that'll be for next week when we talk about Grand Theft Auto 1. So guys, if you are on social media, look up us at uh, Because Maybe Network on Facebook. Look up YouTube, bit.ly slash bmnetwork-youtube. Or you can find us on Twitter at underscore because maybe. And of course, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. And of course, we are going to be uploading these podcasts to YouTube eventually probably a week or so after we release them to the feed so guys that's it for right now thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time No TV and no beer make John something, something. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do! What, what,